the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. No, that's not true. We are not live from the Salem studios. Once again, we're back in our spare rooms. What it's the, heck? the Friday spare room edition of the Ride Home. Thanks for being Honestly, with us. Honestly, John, this is getting old. Yeah, it is getting old. How you doing, Kath? I'm fine. Just fine. Yeah. Happy to be here with all you guys today. Welcome to everybody who's joining us on the Ride Home. Uh, yeah, we're at home because another one of my family members has COVID. <laughs> yes, yeah, sooner or later. I mean, everyone's going to get it. That's how it is, right? I guess that's what it is. Right. So, so you're under quarantine essentially, right? Well, really. yeah, I don't have I mean, any symptoms, kind of. but she was very she was very sick on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and so out of an abundance of caution, I appreciate the fact that our company is kind about that and said, you know what, for the sake of everybody, let's keep you at home. Very good. All right, so we're in our spare rooms, which is fine. It saved us the the uh, Friday commute. It right? did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. Although it's funny, you know, it, it took me back to two years ago, John, when we were doing this every day. Did it yeah. take you back as well? Of course. <laughs> How could it not? All of a sudden I picked this. I was listening to some music. I thought I'd tune in the same music I was listening to a couple of years ago just to like bring the whole no, don't do that. pathos back of, yeah. you know, being stuck in here and it was pre-vaccine and oh gosh. Yeah, I, I, I spent several hours in this room today and when I walked out, I was like, oh, Remember the angst you felt like stuck yeah. in this room forever and ever. <laughs> yes. It was not a good feeling. For like so, a year and a half. Let's be one and done with this today. Hey, um, exactly. without further ado, happy uh, Earth Day to you. Oh, thank you, John. You know, I celebrated already. You, what did you do? I took a walk around my neighborhood today, just a little mile and a half, little, you know, oh. cir- circuit here. And I uh, looked at tree. the looked at the trees, the flowers, mm. that sort of thing. I feel like I've, I've saluted a bit of creation. Very nice. Earth Day. What about um, you? Uh, nothing. Not, Not yet. yet. Maybe. Earth Day's been around time. since 1970. You know that? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Senator Gaylord Nelson of Wisconsin, he was okay. inspired by an oil spill in California and said, oh, we need to do something, raise awareness. Now, because of Earth Day, I did not know this, because of Earth Day, the Environmental Protection Agency was formed. That seems like it should be the reverse, that there was an EPA, and then they decided nope. that they would have an Earth Day to celebrate, uh, no? A okay. grassroots movement All about right. uh, creation care, right, uh, created uh, another wing of the government, which is good. I mean, the EPA, is, I'm sure they do very good work. Listen, if you've ever been to a country where there's no EPA, oh my gosh, you're going to be very th- – yeah. you might complain about regulation, you may complain about bureaucracy, but listen – you don't know how good we have it until you go somewhere else. Right. Unless you're on the parkway and you see all the trash on the side. <laughs> right. And then, then you, you go, think, where's the EPA? Can't, can't somebody That's clean all that I'm saying. Up? That's kind of like my old man rant. It's like me yelling at the clouds, you know? Oh, you froze up there, Kath. Is it really? Oh, there. Just for a second, you froze up there. That's oh, did part, I? Am part, I back? Part, 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 yeah, you are. Okay. Without further ado, Kath, it's, as we always do. the charm of it? Okay. Yeah, no, there's no charm in, uh, okay. in doing this from our spare rooms. Without any further ado, on a Friday, April 22nd, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. Happy to do so, John, Christy. 
from uh, my spare room for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. Number one, the nation of Russia, which says it does not target civilians in warfare, has inflicted on the Ukrainian city of Kharkiv some of the worst devastation Europe has seen since World War II. And parts of what was a sophisticated hub of Ukraine's science and research now lack basic amenities like running water and electricity. According to today's Wall Street Journal, Kharkiv is fighting with everything they have, John, and so far Russia has not been able to encircle the city. Its residents still determined to move about, its defenders resupplying with ammunition and weapons and grocery shelves even being restocked. Street sweepers are cleaning the roads even as shells are hissing overhead. The mayor has said flowers will be planted again on the main square. And are you ready for this? Firefighters keep showing up in the most dangerous areas to douse fires, despite the Russian strategy of double-tapping strike sites to purposefully hit rescue crews. Number two. Isn't that unbelievable? I can't even move past number one. All right. Number two. Israeli police in full riot gear stormed the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem's old city today after Palestinian youth hurled stones at a gate where they were stationed. There is renewed violence at the site. You know this if you're following the news. It's a site sacred to Jews and Muslims. Um, This came despite Israel temporarily halting Jewish visits, which are seen by the Palestinians as a provocation. More than two dozen Palestinians wounded before the clashes subsided a couple hours later. It's the third holiest site in Islam, the mosque. It's built on the holiest site for Jews who call it the Temple Mount, and it lies at the heart of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The nation of Israel says it remains committed to the status quo and blames the violence on incitement by Hamas. It says its security forces are acting to remove rock throwers in order to ensure freedom of worship for both Jews and for Muslims. Number three, a great night for Pittsburgh sports last night. Penn's Casey DeSmith, did he look good last night? What? A franchise record 52 saves in a shutout of the Bruins. Jake Gensel had a hattie, and don't look now, because you might jinx it, but the Buckos bullpen looks awesome. It does. Yoshi Satsuga's two-run double in the fifth delivered the go-ahead run. Five Bucko relievers combined to hold the Cubs scoreless over the final six innings. It was another comeback, and I am loving Will Crow and David Bednar in particular. The Pirates have had to come from behind in every win this season, but they just keep on going, and I like it. Excellent. I like it. How about Brian Reynolds and the lazy triple? How about that? That was nice. That was very see, nice. See, I missed that. I didn't see that live. Cubs are just so, kind of like, yeah, I saw. I didn't see it live. They I were know. like, they just didn't care? What was up with that? Uh, they were just out of position, and yeah, they caught, it caught them by surprise. That's weird baseball. It was a fun game. Mm-hmm. And number four, the performance slate for the Dollar Bank Three Rivers Arts Festival is out running June 3rd to 12th. Free concerts will begin at 7 p.m. nightly on the main stage, which will be not at Point State Park anymore, but at the intersection of 9th and Penn in the Cultural District, and that is your top four at four. That's a shame. I wonder why they're switching out of Point State Park. Okay, well, it said in today's trib, um, there were new rules implemented for park usage by the PA Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. Now, that means really... Get off the grass. Right. We don't understand the rationale, but we know that that's what happened. Ninth and Penn. Yeah, so we know where Ninth and Penn is. Can you imagine a main stage there? No, and if... 
And of course, Gateway Center to walk through there where all the vendors are. That's a very nice setting. Right. But that's not a nice setting anymore because what are you going to be walking? I guess you're going to be walking along Fort Duquesne Boulevard. You're going to come up through the convention center and then there's going to be, it just doesn't seem like there's enough room there for that to happen, but whatever. Anyway, really good people are coming. I have to highlight a couple. Corey Henry um, played keys with a snarky puppy. He's absolutely terrific. He's a great gospel player. He's just a wonderful, wonderful musician on June 3rd and June 5th. John, have you ever heard of Sierra Hall? No. She is a bluegrass mandolin master. I don't know how old she is. She looks like she's 15. Um, She made her debut at the Grand Old Opry when she was 10. And she will. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. Sierra Hall, June 5th. Cannot be missed. Outstanding. All right, good. Uh, Looks like summer is uh, starting to slowly take hold here. The uh, weird weather notwithstanding. So good news. Kath, what time is it, please? It's time for me to tell you. Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Fabulous. It's uh, 12 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour on a Friday spring-like afternoon. Truly, uh, in this corner of the world, all is right and well. So thank you for being with us. I want to thank everybody who's uh, recently been uh, part of our um, Cross International campaign. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your great kindness and generosity. We'll step away here in just a minute, and when we do come back, we're going to have a story of Wall Street, the excess of Wall Street, and how one man found Jesus in a London hotel room. That's next year. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM. It's the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. Abby Robertson, Without Your Love. From Tar and Wealth. And for God is with us from Fort King and Country. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. 
So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Nineteen eighty-seven, I believe. Um, the movie Wall Street was a sensation. If you were alive, remember that time. Uh, Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen, and uh, sure. it, it brought the uh, the idea. I think the phrase was uh, the, the character Gordon Gecko, who was the Michael Douglas character, a Wall Street titan, uh, famously said, "Greed is good." And it, it was a sort of a source of conversation for a lot of times among people, you know, about money and the nature of money and uh, Wall Street. Greed is good. Our, our first guest today, uh, Stu, uh, Stu Boldenhorf is with us and uh, he's lived the life. Stu, uh, you wrote a really interesting testimony that appears in Christianity Today and, and it sort of highlights that Wall Street life. Thanks for being with us. Happy to be with you. I love that movie. That was an awesome movie back when I was in business school back in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. Did that inspire you, Stu, to choose your line of work? Oh, I, I watched it and was salivating as I was watching it. I remember I was yeah. in business school with my wife and loved that movie at the time. So, yeah, a little bit different now, but I, I did. I love that movie. Yeah, I did too. It really it made a big impact, I think, on a lot of people, Stu. But, you know, your story, the testimony that you highlighted in Christianity Today and the book as well, uh, certainly you're not living that life right now. You're a pastor now. But uh, tell the story about the the ringing of the bell on Wall Street. This is an iconic image I think we've seen any number of times where there's a group of people standing at Wall Street and they're sort of like, you know, overlooking the trading floor, what was once the trading floor. And then as the clock counts down to begin trading, the people who are standing there are invested in a company or company founders. And in a few heartbeats, they go from being regular people to multimillionaires. This essentially is something that you lived. It was. In fact, I, I had the, the privilege, blessing, and curse, all three of them, to do it three times in my life. Wow. And so wow. it was, uh, it, it, it's quite an experience. And uh, yeah, it can really make you feel like you're at the top of the world at the time, that's for sure. I bet. So tell us the story, Stu. Um, it's the one that you recount well in written form in uh, This Month's Christianity Today. But talk about where it started for you. Yeah. So I'm um, Colorado guy through and through, grew up, grew up in a broken home and um, really was not a part of a Christian family at all. In fact, I had, I would call, you know, my family were really just looking for answers. And so as I graduated high school and college, we're, we're very self-sufficient. And by the time I was an arguing atheist, my wife became a Christian in the mid-1990s when she was in her mid-30s. And at the age of 30, I became CFO and took the first company public that I was with from private to public when I was 32 years old. So 
I had some um, business success along the way, but the more and more success that I, I had, um, the more and more wanting I found myself. And so when my wife became a Christian in the mid-90s, we went through about a nine-year period where we were, as the Bible would say, unequally yoked um, numerous times that we would we were, became, got very close to becoming divorced. My wife, even to this day, said she was more interested in her holiness than her happiness at the time because it wasn't a very happy relationship. Anyway, my I was introduced to um, Christianity when I was an atheist in my 30s. We were living in Seattle, and my heart started to soften. Um, and my wife asked me to go to church. I wouldn't go to church, finally did. And then over about a three-year period, became um, more and more interested as my heart started to soften. And so it was actually on a, an initial public offering roadshow of the third company. Um, I talked about the three, a company called Isilon Systems, which was a big uh, high-flying tech company that's now part of Dell and EMC that I was sent. And I was halfway through that IPO roadshow and had a pretty dramatic salvation experience in 2006 at the end. And from that point forward, my my life changed, and it changed dramatically Um the ups and downs. It, was, wasn't always, it hasn't always been easy. In fact, picking up a cross and following him has been hard at times. But that's what happened in my life. I love it. I mean, it's a great story, Stu, and you tell it so well. I mean, the idea that, you know, there you are in London, of all places, and you're walking down a street with a group of friends, you know, doing the road show, as you said, and you there you come upon the house that Karl Marx lived in at one time, and there's a conversation about Karl Marx, the communist, but also about Karl Marx and his derision of religion as the opiate of the people. And then from there, you go back to your hotel room, and that's where the drama unfolded, yeah? That's right. I was with the, the investment bankers, Morgan Stanley, a very famous investment banking firm, and the CEO that I was with, and we were walking down the street, yellow star in the window. That's where Karl Marx wrote his Communist Manifesto, and that's exactly what happened. There was a, a crack about, and this was about three years after I, my heart had started to soften, and one person said, you know, if it wasn't for religion, um, you know, there would be, there wouldn't have been any wars, you know. So that kind of was kind of comments in the opening of the masses of Mark's comments. And I kind of mumbled, sure. yeah, that makes sense. Went back to the hotel room, which was the Savoy Hotel in London. And that is, it's there at the Savoy that um, I sat in a chair and started to think, what would the world be like without Jesus? And just kind of sat there and was thinking and thinking. And then all of a sudden, um, it occurred to me, and I have no doubt it was a revelation of the Holy Spirit, um, I, I, I felt I have had the, I've had this all wrong, and it kind of it hit me. I repented. I wept on the floor literally all night long, and came to Christ. Uh, Christ pulled me up, um, all grace, and it was from that point forward that my life really took a turn. And again, it was not always easy, but certainly. Lord, you just got a hold of me at that point and God and, and took me forward from that point, And my life has been totally different since then. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's a great story. Stu, I, I, I echo what John said. It's a really beautiful story. I encourage all the listeners to check it out at, um, at Christianity Today, CT.com. Um, but let me ask you about the, um, 
the experience of it. You know, for a lot of us, I grew up in a reform perspective that emphasized teaching and learning, and I'm grateful for all of that. I think teaching and learning is absolutely vital. It's something that we have to be committed to as Christians. But I tend, my denominational background tends to devalue experience. Um, and uh, and uphold the more academic pursuits. Uh, I want to hear about that night when you you know were pacing and weeping and all those sorts of things. I'm sure if somebody asked you about it, they couldn't put they couldn't imagine how personal and real that was for you. Oh, that's great. That's such an interesting perspective too, because I am a pastor now of a Reformed church, and people call me a charismatic Calvinist. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and it's because of the existential nature of what happened to me. Yeah, I really, it really was a a, a diving into my own, up to this point of my own um, uh, atheist perspective. I I was, you know, following people like Sam Harris and Christopher Hitchens and those guys, and my heart started to soften. There was certainly an affection part of this, as Jonathan Edwards would say, that led to what the confluence of both the intellectual and spiritual life that came together that night. And my, my experience was quite Lutherian, if you will, where it was an absolute physical, I felt the wave of the Holy Spirit, um, the heart, the, the, the knowledge of the mind went into the heart, the Holy Spirit moved in, the revelation, the illumination. I went from literally, my wife at one point gave me a case for Christ by Lee Strobel about a year or two before, I got 10 20 pages into it, I'm like, I can't even read this. I would hardly be, even be able to read the Bible. I was too busy reading 10Q, 10Q financial statements and things like that. And after I was saved, um, I read 50 Christian books in the first year. I couldn't read wow. them fast enough. It just, again, it was this, um, the, the, it's, it was almost ethereal in the sense that I now have that desire, uh, the revelation of God had entered. So for me, again, and even now as a Reformed pastor, uh, I... I, I, I don't like to discount the effective infections part of it. And at the same time, there is an aspect of truly understanding the theology and who God is and all those things for me came together. And it was really, again, by grace through faith in Christ alone. But it was by grace that God moved in on that on the evening in London. And it was him and him alone moved in and saved me. And from that point forward, I've been immensely grateful, even through the suffering. And there's been a lot of suffering along the way since becoming a Christian. We're talking with Pastor Stu Fuhlendorf. He's a pastor of Redemption Hill Church in Littleton, California, Colorado, Littleton, Colorado, the author of Wall Street to the Well, a story of transformation from fortune to faith. Yeah, so Stu, that's good to hear. So you're obviously a guy who doesn't do things halfway, right? There you were. You were all invested in Wall Street. Then you became a believer. Now you're a pastor. But I'm glad that you brought up, you know, it hasn't been all flowers and sunshine. Along accepting with Christ in your life, you've had to carry burdens as well. So, I mean, it's a good lesson for anyone who comes to Christ to think easy peasy after that step forward. Well, you know, when I became a Christian, my sins became more profound. Uh, yeah. You know, I did what I I did what I wanted to do before without a, my conscience necessarily tearing me up, although we all have a conscience. But then when I became a Christian, my sin, as Paul would say, my sins were magnified. So I, I things like my drinking, um, later on, I, I got sober in life. I talk about it in my Christianity Day testimony where I had to go to rehab to get sober. I was 43 years old when I was saved and, so that, and really realized I couldn't become a, a growing Christian and growing my sanctification being a drunk. Uh, not, no big surprise there against um, drunkenness is a sin. All the drink, I don't 
Brady's also in the drunkest is. And so there were things like that, political abuse, social abuse, all of it was turned upside down. And um, it, it, it hasn't been easy. It really hasn't. I used to go to, you know, like recovery meetings or some, some meeting like that. And I would hear somebody say, you know, once I'm saved, uh, you know, I no longer had you know, desire to do cocaine or, or uh, alcohol anymore. And I, I would look over at my wife and say, this isn't happening to me. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, it, but it's in the sanctification and, and again, continue to turn, in, turn to him and working out salvation with fear and trembling that I continue to fight through the flesh. And I, I continue to do that. I mean, that's pastor of a group church that's booming. And, you know, um, I tell the, the flock all the time, you know, it's a, it's a constant battle for all of us between the redeemed, you know, soul, the redeemed spirit and the soul, and the battles that we continue to have with the flesh, like Paul in Romans 7. So it's been like that. It's through the ups and downs that we grow. It's actually in the suffering I grow the most through him, pick up my cross and follow him. And if I, we can keep that in perspective, it's so much, it, it's a Christian worldview. It's not always up and to the right. It just, it's up and down and up yeah. and to the right. Yeah. yeah. Stu, talk about your book. Yeah, my book, Wall Street to the Well, is really about my experience from, you know, my family. My mom was married six times, a broken family, being self-sufficient. And then the reason I use the, the term well is I am greatly moved by um, by the Samaritan woman of the well in John 4. I, you know, forget about the gender. When Jesus shows himself to the Samaritan woman in, in, in the well who was um, a relatively disgraced woman, and, and Jesus calls himself Lord for the first time to this undeserving woman. Boy, when I read that story for the first time when I read the Bible, I'm like, I, aren't, aren't we all some level, but certainly in me, that undeserving woman at the well who Jesus shows himself to? And so I just felt like, you know, um, my journey to Christ and becoming a pastor after being on Wall Street and taking three companies public was uh, that's a great analogy of being on Wall Street, and then ultimately Jesus showing himself to me at the well. Yeah. Well, Stu, uh, only God through the Holy Spirit can transform a person's life, and you in this conversation are living proof of that. So thanks for the story. I mean, that's always good to hear someone's testimony, and uh, yours certainly has the, the marks of the Holy Spirit all over it. We really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. All his glory. I appreciate the time with you guys. Our pleasure. Thank you. Pastor Stu Fuhlendorf, he is the senior pastor of Redemption Hills Church in Littleton, Colorado, the author of Wall Street to the Well, a story of transformation from fortune to faith. We'll step aside for just a minute. We do come back. It's our weekly feature of this or that for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on Word FM. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit. 
to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Let's do this. Critics agree the bad guys are good. Oh, stop. You're making me blood. It's the winner of the Truly Moving Picture Award at the Heartland Film Festival. What? Bam! The Christian Post raves. The Bad Guys is a fun, family-friendly film with a powerful and timely message. I think I like the new you. Well, that makes two of us. From DreamWorks Animation, who brought you Shrek and Kung Fu Panda. It's showtime. The Bad Guys. In theaters now. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggests. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 44. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 65. Tomorrow night, occasional rain and drizzle, low 58. For Saturday, we'll see a passing morning shower. Otherwise, clouds breaking for some sunshine. We'll reach a high Saturday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. or that it's our weekly delve into choice i guess or just plain ridiculousness quite honestly kath um you've got a list i've got a list we yeah. give each other a choice and you know yeah. this one or that one is how it works okay i'm ready all right okay here is um I, I, this is no particular sort of theme you, you're big on the themes you know i am i'm big on the themes. i just give you the smatter that's ours, okay. fine all right Having a face tattoo, <laughs> wearing an eye patch. <laughs> eye patch any day of the week. An eye patch. All right. Yeah. Okay. Letting the grass grow, cutting the grass. Uh, letting the grass grow. John. Winter, part six. <laughs> COVID, part nine. Oh, I'll take winter, part six. It tells oh, you how bad it is. Really? <laughs> Rooftop dining. 
Oh. Patio dining. Oh, I love them both so much. Um, I don't know how to pick. Okay, I'm going patio. All right. Just because it's easier. <laughs> the song, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. A great choice. The song, In Christ Alone. Uh, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. All right. <laughs> An Easter hat with a bow tie. White gloves. Oh, white gloves because I oh. like the Audrey Hepburn thing. Very nice. Jumping on a trampoline for 20 minutes, running two miles. Uh, well, it'd be a lot easier to jump on the trampoline, so I'll go. 20 minutes. Oh, for tw- I thought you said for two minutes. 20. Oh, 20 minutes is a long time. That would minutes. hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I can't run, so right. I'll go with the trampoline. Jumping. Water tubing. Water skiing. Oh, I hate them both. Mm, I really? hate them Really? You, know, you hate water skiing? I hate water skiing. Really? Every time, I hate it. Really? What? I guess t- what the- tubing, because right. that's easier, too. Spending a season as the Penguins mascot, Iceberg. Yeah. Spending a season as the Pirates mascot, yeah. the Pirate Parrot. I- I'm the Parrot, because you know oh, what? I'm bad on are. skates, so I don't think... That's hot. It's hot. Yeah, I, that... Iceberg doesn't know. I don't think I'd be a good Iceberg. The Parrot, though, I can... Yeah, I'll bust right. a few. A week's vacation in New York City. A week's vacation in Los Angeles. Uh, well, I, I'm okay with both, John. This or that? L.A. Okay, very nice. Of the That's my this or that. It was just a okay. smattering of oddities to give All right, you. well, I'll take your smattering, and I'll see right. you something specific. This is the post-Easter edition, John. I thought so. you big on themes. Number one. The women at the empty tomb who saw the angel or the guys they told who didn't believe them. <laughs> I'll do the uh, the woman at the empty tomb. Yeah. I kind of, there was like no way you could choose no, the really second one. The way oh, I yeah, the guys. It. Yeah, I identify with those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number two. In your Easter basket, mm. dark chocolate covered cherries. Yeah. Or coconut haystacks. <sighs> Oh, uh-huh. boy, that's very nice. Yeah, I'm right, doing the haystacks. You. Are you? I'm doing the haystacks. Christy's sad about that. Yeah, because she a dark chocolate haystack, is that like, no, oh, that's it's the, the best. It's the greatest. Mm. Christy's yeah. sad. But I like a cherry, too, right? No, With listen, it's this or that, yeah. so stop talking now. Number three, for Easter dinner, ham or another protein? Oh, well, you know, uh, I was a family. I had ham for Easter dinner on Saturday and ham on Sunday. It's a lot of ham. A lot of ham. I enjoyed both gatherings. So I'll I'll do the ham, okay. but I won't have to do it again until next year. Number four. Easter morning celebration inside at your home church or sunrise Easter celebration <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the door. It sounded great. I mean, the idea of being on the beach in a sunrise celebration, it was anything but. I miss my home church, so home church. Number five, hmm. Keith Green's Easter song. You know, hear the bells ringing, they're singing. Oh, yeah. Or The Old Rugged Cross by Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Give me some Johnny Cash. Me too. The Old Rugged Cross. Number six, all your Easter candy laying right there in the basket, John, or all your Easter candy nestled in that weird green plastic grass in your basket. I like the weird plastic. Get out of here. I do. I do. It's It's weird. And plus, it gives you the joy of finding, like, the hidden stuff that falls That's beneath. That's weird. And then no, your like cat it. eats it, and then nope. it's coming out of everywhere. Mm. Who needs that? I like it. All right. Listen to how I'm criticizing your answers. I know. <laughs> Number seven. In your Easter bonnet, with all the mm. frills upon it. I like it. 
or the bunny hop. Oh, no. Put on your Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. You'll be the finest what? Uh, the finest Easter lady parade. at the Easter parade. The finest lady. Because you're Number on Fifth eight. Avenue. Fifth yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Easter eggs decorated by Ukrainians, John. Mm-hmm. Or Easter eggs decorated by any of the rest of us schlubs. No, no, no. Of course. Ukrainians. The, the beauty of those eggs are incredible. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Plastic Easter eggs hanging from your neighbor's tree or deflated miscellaneous Easter characters mm-hmm. laying all over your neighbor's yard. <laughs> Neither is a good look. Okay, Seriously. number 10. Pick her fast. Easter egg hunt on the White House lawn with the Bidens or Easter egg hunt in Sydney with Hillsong? Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to the White House. Holy smokes. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Abby Robertson, Without Your Love. Fake it from Taran Wells. And for God is with us from Fort King and Country. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Are you self-employed or a real estate investor looking for a mortgage? It can be frustrating qualifying with most mortgage lenders, but it doesn't have to be thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we use alternative methods to qualify people for mortgage loans, bank statements to qualify self-employed borrowers, and lease agreements to qualify real estate investors. And no W-2s or tax returns are required. We don't charge any lender fees and no broker fees. If you're being turned down for a home loan because you're self-employed or a real estate investor, call Cash Call Mortgage for your free quote to see if you qualify visit cashcallmortgage.com or call now. Call 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act license number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. These loans may have higher interest rate, more points, and are more fees than a full documentation loan. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at Roof. RoofingContractorPittsburgh.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Remember the uh, band Pablo Cruz? 
Yeah, I do. That's a, that, that, that intro music always reminds me of Pablo Cruz. I would not um, be able to name anything that yeah. he or they did. It's kind of like, you know, it was sort of like Miami beach music or something. Anyway, that's sort of going to the beach. All right. Uh, are we doing our Twitter uh, Twitter likes? We're doing our Twitter likes? We sure are. Okay, good. So every week we... Uh, yeah. You surprised so, by that? Yeah. Uh, does this have a segment? Things we like on Twitter. Yeah, it does. All right, yeah. here we go. Mm -hmm. Things we like on Hit Twitter. It, All right. I'll start with Beth Moore this week, oh. Johnny. Ready? Yeah, because I've got one too. Do you? From her? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is from Easter Morning. We shall be raised from all this world's death, dying, sickness, and sighing, and behold the glorious face of Christ Jesus our Lord, and we shall be whole. All our aches will be over, and God, with his own warm hand, will wipe away all our tears. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Mm. Easter morning. That was Beth Moore. Yep. Isn't she a fabulous theologian? She sure is. Yeah, I love her. Okay, so plus she has a lot of different variety as well. So here's Beth Moore as well that I liked. I'm dealing with a deep level of betrayal this morning. With great anticipation, I made this fabulous pot of collard greens yesterday for supper. And yes, skillet cornbread. This needn't be asked. And got food poisoning in 15 minutes. What on earth but the devil himself? <laughs> Listen, I, I was with my sister this week. She made collard greens. Yeah? I mean, that's a... And my sister's from, you know, Swissvale. All of a sudden, right. I go to visit her in Virginia. She's like, you know, oh, like Southern living extraordinary. Were they delicious? They were very good. Of yeah. course they were. You like you greens? Yes. Yeah, I like greens. I love yeah. them all. Mm -hmm. All right, listen to this. This is from E. Daly. He said, I have Pekin ducks that lay between five and seven eggs a day. Really? If you knock at my door, you have to take a dozen eggs. No exceptions. Neighbors, FedEx driver, Girl Scouts, and what? Jehovah's Witnesses. That is cool. Who did that? E. Daly. Really? Can you imagine what Peking duck? There must be large eggs, too. I right? Listen, I They're would love to egg. show up at a house and someone would give me a dozen Heck eggs. Heck yeah, you would. Okay. For some weird reason, I followed Dion Warwick. <laughs> and Dion Warwick tweeted out, please reply to this tweet with pet photos, especially if they are wearing one of those little jackets. <laughs> Dion. Dion wants to see little dogs in pet jackets. We'll just show a picture of Milo. Right? I love it. Heck yeah. All right. This is Ed Wiley. He said, chatting with auto insurance customer service, the rep says, I see you've been with us since 2007, and we want to thank you for your loyalty. I replied, I lack the motivation to shop around. <laughs> the representative said, oh. <laughs> like we're taking your reward away because you're just lazy. Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Mike Cosper from Christianity Today says this. Sometimes I scroll through and see the culture wars and inter-evangelical fights juxtaposed with parents of kids fighting cancer and those losing spouses and parents. It reminds me of the fundamental importance of remembering Christ has died. Christ is risen. Mm. Christ will come again. I love that. Very, very much. I love that. Dr. Anthony Bradley, who's a really interesting follow on Twitter. You'll love him. You'll hate mm. him. You'll do what he's just really a unique, independent thinker. He said this, be a rebel. Find a boring church in a denomination where pastors have outside accountability, where Sunday is about Jesus, not the sermon, 
with unimpressive music, a pastor who explains what the Bible says in 20 minutes or less, mm-hmm. and hardly ever posts on social media. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. That's a, that's a throwback to 10 years ago. Isn't or, it? All right? That, that era's... Although there are a lot of churches, I'm sure, that are like that. I mean, I think the exception is the pastors who are tweeting and whatnot, right? We tend to think that all pastors are doing that. That's really, uh, most pastors would not be on social media. Yeah, and I think that if you're a pastor being on social media, I think it would give you... dangerous. Well, I think it could be dangerous, but I think it would give you a large, maybe an... uh, Kind of where we are, John, where we say we see large scale movements of ideas and we see large scale debates about things. But it really does take you away from the intimate relationship element. And it can suck you in so easily that you end up looking at the meta and missing all of the stuff that's right in front of you. But you can imagine a pastor, you know, I mean, making his visits. A lot of pastors are still going into homes, into hospitals and whatnot. I mean, when you're holding someone's hand who's in hospice, the tweets don't matter, right? Would it bother you if your pastor was tweeting? It all depends what his manners were like, right? If, was he was he is he Doug Birch? Is he giving me kindness and grace and wisdom, or is he you know throwing Molotov cocktails and just trying to you know create followers? That's all. Give me something to chew on there, right? All right, yeah. uh, Jack Posobiec says this. Uh, this is a guy I follow. No one is even talking about the fact that Disney Inc. had its own functioning government within the confines of the United States. Right. Well, that's I mean, interesting, huh? Yeah, of course. Right. So that was that's been you know, the, you know, Governor DeSantis is saying we're taking this away. We're taking away all this, you know, self governing that you've had. And look, there's a corporation that essentially. I think they own. Think, They're like an independent nation inside the state of Florida. I think the real estate they own in and around the compound over there is like some like thirty-seven square miles. It's oh massive. Gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Donna Snow says this. This is so interesting to me, John. I sent this to you because I thought you would really. This would. This is something you would do. One spiritual discipline that I have enjoyed for years is carving out time every day to write out books of the Bible. The process slows me down to notice things that I would likely have sped by when reading. Today, I started on the Gospels. It is grace upon grace. Wait, so, so she has so she has a notebook mm. and she has a good pen, not one of those crappy big things. Stick you pens. know what I mean? Yeah. And she just copies down word for word in her own handwriting different passages, different books of the Bible. Isn't that beautiful? That is certainly immersive, isn't it? It is, and it would take you a long time. And you would have to be reading the passage. You'd have to be thinking it in your head and envisioning it. Then you'd have to be writing it down, and then you'd probably have to be rereading it. So you think that's like four times that you're doing any passage. I I would not – my handwriting – I just hate handwriting. I mean, I enjoy other people's, but I really don't like doing it. I think because I had to do so much drafting when I was in art school, it's just, it's very tedious to me. And so I just tend to, I can type so much faster and I like it better. And, but I, but when I go to utilize my own handwriting, it's terrible. Well, don't you want to like, your handwriting is, you know, when you're gone, your girls will look and go, right. There's mom, there's mom's recipes. I know. I feel badly about it, but they're going to look at, they're going to look at my recipes online. Okay. Right, Could you uh, write them out for me, John? They could say, look, here's mom's recipes in her friend John's handwriting. 
this is an odd um, uh, Twitter handle. People have weird Twitter handles, don't they? Yes. Like, you know, uh, this guy's Twitter handle is, it seems to be a lie. I don't know what it means, but whatever. Right. And then he posts this photograph of a, um, a turtle. And he tweets, born in 1832, Jonathan the turtle is expected to turn 190 mm-hmm. in 2022. This makes him the oldest known land animal alive today. I mean, what the heck? Yeah. A 190-year-old turtle. I remember when we talked about Jonathan on the show. Um, Jonathan also um, is uh, has a lot of personality still at his advanced age. 190. I believe he's blind. Um, he has a very limited diet, but he's still going strong. Can you imagine? I mean, what if he was writing things down? He's got some stories to tell, doesn't he? Elaine Oliphant says this, John. My academic institution held a welcome weekend for newly admitted students in which only non-academic units were given space. So, like, instead of looking for the history department or you're going to look for the English lit, you know, list of professors or whatever, you're seeing, like, the Office of Student Life. You're seeing the sure. basketball team. You're seeing the, you know, yeah, cheer squad cool. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But she includes a photograph that the Office of Spiritual Life has, like, this is an official sign. This is one that went to a printer and was printed. Really? They misspelled spiritual. So they have global spiritual life spelled S-P-I-R-A-T-U-A-L. What? Yep. That's How many people college. looked at that and nodded their head? Multiple people for it to turn out to be an mm-hmm. actual metal sign posted outside right. a university. Wouldn't that be like your worst fear? Like a massive typo? That somehow you're responsible for, right? Of course. Okay, uh, just time for one more. This is Drew Dick, who we love and uh, has been with us on the show. He tweets this, live a quiet life, mind your own business, work with your hands. The Apostle Paul, Mm. 50 AD. That's good advice, isn't it? When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarustpittsburgh.com the bible says that in the end there would be perilous times And as you take a look at the world that we live in today, economic inflation, gas prices are on the rise, COVID-19 is still looming in the darkness, and the possibilities of a World War III. What do you do in these moments? Aren't you glad to know that Jesus Christ has a word just for you? And I believe Cornerstone is that voice in this season, and that God has hewn out a rock of hope 
in this season of despair, which is why I want you to join us April 25th to the 29th for our Hope Arising fundraiser. It is going to be a powerful time of prophetic insight, revelation that is going to break you through every line of the devil's defense. We have great guests, Coy Barker, Joshua Giles, Randy Kay, and yours truly. I want you to mark your calendar April 25th to the 29th at 8 p.m. Watch Hope Arising on Cornerstone Television. Xfinity Channel 805, Verizon 505. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Spring is here and riding season has begun. This is John Steigerwald and Pit Cycles has the new ride you're looking for. Or accessorize your current bike with their vast selection of parts, accessories, and riding gear. With demand outstripping supply for Indian motorcycles, now's the time to place your pre-sold order. Or choose their new Triumph line with 30 bikes currently in stock for immediate delivery. Pit Cycles, your home for Indian, Triumph, KTM, Royal Enfield, and later this summer, BMW. Check them out at PitCycles.com. I was talking to my wife the other day about walking and, you know, we lost our, our last dog about six months ago. And this is just me. When I lost my dog, I stopped taking the daily walk. That's one of the, you know, the beautiful things about having a dog is sure. that they make you get outside. So I'm seeing this uh, study study finds that says this, a brisk walk could help add 16 years to your life. A new study finds. Researchers at the University of Leicester have discovered a link between a person's walking pace and the rate at which they age. Specifically, a lifetime of brisk walking leads to longer telomeres, T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E-S. What's a telomere? No, I've never heard that word before. Oh, these are the protective caps on the end of your chromosomes. Of course they are. Okay. The telomeres, sort of like the plastic tabs on your shoelace. Although they don't carry genetic information, telomeres play a vital role in keeping your DNA stable. So science, apparently, scientists have measured these caps to calculate a person's biological age. The longer they are, the younger a person is in terms of biological age, which can be much different from chronological age. So in the analysis of 400,000 British adults, they found that a faster walking pace throughout life could lead to a person being 16 years younger in terms of biological age by the time they reach midlife. Importantly, they also found brisk walking alone, regardless of how much physical activity that person engages in, leads to longer telomeres. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad you brought this up, John, because I had an interesting experience today. Oh, really? Now, for the last, I don't know, for the last year and a couple months, yeah. I've been uh, working out five days a week. Five right? days a week? And hard workouts. Really? Five days a week. Right. So for how long? High intensity interval training. Five five days a week. Uh, an wow. hour. Wow. Just an hour. Good for you. So, after, well, but here's the thing. Today, it was such a beautiful day. I thought I have to go out for a walk. So I went out, I did our like mile and a half loop. Mm -hmm. I 
it was way harder than I expected because I haven't been walking. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing these workouts, which I think are like, if you asked me what was harder, my workouts or walking, I would say, oh, my workouts are a lot harder. Mm -hmm. So why was walking that hard for me? Mm. It's because you're using different muscles, different things. I came back from that walk and I thought, I am not in good shape. I really? need to be I need really? to be walking every day. I mean, ideally to do both things, but that it was it was a real eye opener. Interesting. A vigorous workout go and a walk. Yeah, go out and walk. All right. Might be better than the workout for all I know. You have big hills where you live? Yeah, I do have big hills. Oh my, so do we. We're like in the French Alps over here. So, you know. All right, but I need to get a dog because that makes me go outside. Christy and I'd be walk. happy to help you find a dog. All right, we'll take a quick break. That's the 4 o'clock hour of the ride home. Stay with us much more ahead, as they say. There's Christian talking on Word FM. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The United Nations says Secretary General Antonio Guterres plans to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin next week to make an urgent face-to-face plea for peace in Ukraine. A U.N. spokesman says Guterres wants to discuss steps that can be taken immediately to stop the fighting and help civilians get to safety. Also on SRNews.com, firefighters are bracing for the return of the ferocious winds in the southwest after a brief reprieve allowed them to attack flames from the air for the first time in days as a half dozen large wildfires continue to grow in Arizona and New Mexico. President Sean McIntyre says he knows the flames are close to his house, but he's hoping his family won't have to leave. We are ready for any moment um, that if we jump, we get out of here. McIntyre's comments were aired on KNXV-TV. This is SRN News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-379-9528. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 379-9528. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-379-9528. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... 
Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 44. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 65. Tomorrow night, occasional rain and drizzle, low 58. For Saturday, we'll see a passing morning shower. Otherwise, clouds breaking for some sunshine. We'll reach a high Saturday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. We've made it through a week here. Very good. Thanks to everybody who was part of our cross-international campaign through your generous donations and your prayers as well. We are very grateful your presence with that. Yeah, there's still time to give. I just wanted to say that, John. Uh, we didn't meet our goal, as I was hoping that we would yesterday, but there's still time to do that. So you can go online to wordfm.com and click on the banner at the top of the page that says Cross International. Excellent. Katha, what do you do when you get a new phone? What, do you, what happens to your old phone? Uh, it goes into a drawer with the other old phone and then the phone before that, right. along with the iPad that my mom had that I don't use. And all the cords and cables and things that I don't know what else to do with. Right. That's what we, that's what happens in our house too. So there's four of us here, you know, at one time or another. Uh, I mean, I got a box that's gigantic. It's like the the aforementioned Mm -hmm. cables, cords, old cell phones. My kid, my tech kid has enough um, uh, laptops that he stacks up like cordwood. They're about, you know, 30 high. (laughs) So I saw an article, uh, your old drawer, fu- your drawer for, full of old tech could have a new life or start a fire. Here's how to handle it. Now, what? You- Wait, I'm going to start a fire? Well, apparently, you know, it can start a fire if you dispose of them uh, improperly. Well, I haven't right? disposed of them at all. I put exactly. Them in a drawer. So they're saying if they, if, you know, if you, if you like 
give your old tech to like a recycler and while it's going through some recycling machine, it could ignite a fire. Okay. But you know, in their pre it's not like your drawer, your, you know, your tech drawer is going to catch on fire, but they're saying all the stuff that's in your phone, there are, there are precious metals in these phones. Okay. And by you sitting the, sitting them around, of course, it's the use of more precious metals. If you were to recycle your phones properly to a reseller or to, you know, some organization that you could contribute to, those precious metals would be extracted and then reused for another phone. Make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But those, uh, I mean, I understand if you have a, if a trade-in situation, so if you mm. have an iPhone or Samsung or whatever. I've never had one of those uh, no. trade-in situations. <laughs> Who wants one right? of those? Okay, but, well, I mean, you can trade in your phone and get a certain amount of money right, off right. of a new phone. I've just never done that. But here's the thing. The places where you go to recycle your old laptops or your old desktops or whatever, you go there. First of all, it's every six months or something, so it's not like it happens regularly. You wait in, You can wait in a line for three hours. What? I've never Have you ever done, done that? that? Oh, you've no. never done that? Oh, no. I've done that. I've done that. Really? At least five times. It makes me anxious to give my stuff over because what if your information is still on there in some way? No, and you, can, come back? you can watch them shred it. They'll actually, like, you can watch them rip up your laptop. What? Yep. Do you have to pay for that or is that just like no. a freebie? It's free. Really? But where, it's just a long process. Where have you seen this? Um, there's one that's coming up, or maybe it was just last, it's either just last week or this week. I'll have to look it up uh, during our commercial break. Okay. Um, and the, I think it's in North Park. The one I went to most recently was at Northland Library. Huh. All right. Well, I don't know. I think uh, if you and I have old stuff, everybody else across America has old stuff. Can you imagine how many old phones are out there? It would just be. It would be nice if civic authorities could make it a little easier to dispose of things safely. Civic authorities. Don't Is, be. Am I putting too much? Why do you feel like I'm putting too much on the civic? Authorities? Don't. I mean the the. I, you know, the further you can get away from government and civic authorities, the better off you are because it's a Okay, well, work. how about a private agency then, like the one I'm talking about? Well, you think like a nonprofit, like, you know, a nonprofit, I'm sure there's got to be, well, I, I know years ago you could turn your stuff into goodwill and goodwill would take your stuff and recycle it. I think that's, they don't do that anymore. Well, and but, here's the thing, when you're handing it to somebody, you're not, you're putting a lot of faith in that person that they're not to the going right to extra i mean when you go to one of the places i'm talking about you, you see it happen you, you will watch your equipment be destroyed and then what do they do with it they were well i don't really melt know. it down maybe sometimes i wish i lived like next to a gigantic volcano you can just throw your stuff in the volcano right that might cause some other problems right no no unintended uh, consequence this was an active volcano but it would be kind of just like ready to recycle it like you're like what about recycling? Is it is it just useless? Is recycling a good thing or is it a myth? Listen, we were just talking about it last night because we're we're you know living on the, our house is being renovated, so we're living on the second and third floors of our house. Our our eating and disposal is very complicated. Yeah, and we are still recycling. Like oh. we are so committed to it. Last night we're like you know trying to lug this thing of recycling. See, Air, my husband looked at me and said. Are are we? Is this even worth it? Like that's they, what I are think. They doing something with this? I mean, because you want to feel like you're 
your waste is not all waste, that there's some sort of thing that's being reused again, right? That's what we've been sold for many, many decades. But it does seem kind of, I don't, I don't know. Okay, Maybe, so all, all I can do then, Christy John. can get on that. Maybe we, Christy should do the research. She should book a guest. Christy should, who's like Mr. and Mrs. Recycling, and save us from our, our, our wanton fears. Here on Zoom, she looks very eager to do that thing. She's, hops to right away. Very there. eager indeed. All I know is that Earthwild I have to be able to do what I can do, right? So all, all I know is that we're doing it, and if no one else is and the, the agency isn't, well, then that has to be on them, right? Sounds like a Bob Dylan song. I'm doing what I can do, just recycling my phone. Something I'm like that. I'm not a Bob right? fan. You're not a Bob Dylan fan? No. What's wrong with Bob Dylan? He has the worst voice in recorded It's not history. about the voice. Okay. It's about the emotion. Okay. And the, really? No no, Bob Dylan? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Seriously. That's a shame. Sorry. That's all right. Just one more disappointment. <laughs> Just out of the long list, John. <laughs> Such is the nature. A decade plus in the making. Of our relationship. You, I'm, yeah. disappo- I'm disappointed in you. You're disappointed in me? Yeah, well, I'm disappointed I'm disappointed in you. in you, of course. And then you look in the mirror and you go, you again. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. And then we invite Christy Stockdale into our particular right. brand and, of insanity. It's hard to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Holy smokes. Okay, we take a quick break. Come back. What are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking to Kristen Weatherill coming up next. What does it mean when you say, hey, mom, Jesus is praying for you? We'll talk about it next Friday edition. Right on. Well, now that it's Friday, that means that our attention turns to weekend eats. And when I think of weekend eats, I think it has to be Marsha at the Spring House. So, Marsha, there's a lot going on there at the Spring House. It sounds like, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you doing, Kat? Just fine, Marsh. Now, I know that this is the time of year where we're starting to think forward. It's post-Easter. We're thinking forward to summer and stuff. What about catering for you guys? Is that something that you're reinstituting this summer? Yes, um, we've actually been doing it all winter long, but the phones are just starting to go crazy. Okay. With everybody thinking about graduation parties and communion parties and showers, and we're even having people still signing up for weddings for this summer. So um, wow. yeah, the catering is really, really going to town, which is exciting. And we can do everything from having it picked up, or we can deliver it if it's a pretty decent order, or we can even cater it. So we can do all different kinds of options and it all includes our homemade from scratch food like you know hot roast beef and gravy and turkey and stuffing if you want and we actually have menus online some nice sample menus on our website that people can check out and it's a great place to start and and then like for weddings we have people um we have people come in and do sampling and jill does a really great job with that and it helps people really start dreaming about you know what they want to have to keep their to keep their wedding in keeping with who they are, and they just do a great job at all of it. Wow, it sounds terrific. Now, Marcia, talk to us about your latest flavored milk. Where are you guys with that? Okay, so our flavored milk, and we're going to start making it this Wednesday, and it is going to be purple. What is that going to be like? Grape <laughs> milk? It's huckleberry. Huckleberry milk. Yeah. That sounds delicious. So, Bring it. Yeah, it's kind of kind of fruity flavored, but it's really yummy. Like we sampled, we got some samples in for about I don't know six or eight different kinds of things, and and this was the winner of that batch. So we're going to have it out um, in May and have it for Mother's Day, 
for the chicken barbecue. So that's going to be fun. For the best down-home, real-life food you can find, check out the Springhouse at springhousemarket.com. Thanks, Marsh. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. Always new music from Chris Tomlin. Thank God for Sunday morning from Cochran and Company. And Hymn of Heaven from Phil Wickham. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives. Not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. We have certain phrases that we all use, you know, they're just sort of cliches for the most part. And one of them is you've got this, which is meant to be a, you know, a means of encouragement. I remember being a kid about uh, 10 or 11 years old and I was with my friend Dave and we were ice skating and his dad was with us and he pushed his friend for his, his son forward, Dave. And he said, Hey Dave, you've got this. Dave promptly fell and broke his leg. So whenever I hear someone say, you've got this, it never really sort of resonates like as a positive thing. No. Well, Kristen Weatherall is back with us. Kristen is the author of Humble Moms. She's written a wonderful piece at Christianity Today, specifically about this. Mom, Jesus is praying for you. And Kristen, welcome back. It centers around, you've got this, yeah? It does. It does. Yeah. And that's that's something that's in the mom culture too, even the Christian mom culture. You know, mom, you've got this. And I mean, confession, I've said it to my friends, my yeah. friends have said it to me and it, and it, it's well-intended, you know, it's an encouragement. Um, but what happens when I don't got this, which is often, you know, motherhood has, it is the thing that has made me feel more inadequate than anything else in my whole life. So that's the question, right? What happens when we don't got this? Right. I remember people telling me, Kristen, um, you just feel like you're inadequate. So the problem is mm-hmm. your self-image. And I thought, actually, it's not the problem. The problem is I actually <laughs> am inadequate. I mean, I, it's not yeah. like I feel badly about myself. I think I'm a sober judge and I can tell that I'm not capable of doing this. I really think that our like obs- obsession with the self-help culture 
culture or trying to be, like you said, well-intentioned, encouraging, kind, or whatever, I think we really are getting, we're kind of going around the truth of it, which is that raising kids is difficult and nobody is really prepared for it. Right. And in an effort to help ourselves, we're actually kind of kicking ourselves in the pants. You know, it ends up, it ends up making me feel more discouraged because I'm thinking, wait a second, I'm floundering over here. Am I just supposed to pretend like I have this all together and like I've got this when I really don't? Um, so I think it's actually really helpful to call that out and to say, no, we, we need a better encouragement than just you've got this. Fabulous. Okay. So then if you don't have it, I don't got it. Kath doesn't got it. Um, just the nature of being alive. Few of us have got it all together. So you talk about mm-hmm. Jesus protecting us and helping us along as we stumble forward in our, we got this failure. Yeah. Well, the really good news, and, th- and this is what Humble Moms is all about. The really good news is that the son of God lives to serve his people. And he's been doing this um, from eternity past when, you know, in, in unity with his father, um, through the love bond of the spirit, they decided to save a people um, for their own glory. And so the son of God comes to serve us. And that includes every single mom who knows that she doesn't got this. And um, Jesus prays for us this beautiful prayer in John 17. And that's how we know that he's got us because he's interceding for us in heaven right now. Which is really a mind-blowing idea. It you is. Know, when I remember when uh, my parents were sick, I remember reading through the scriptures, John 17, reading in Romans about how the Holy Spirit prays for us, thinking about the encouragement that that gave me in a very uh, real sense mm-hmm. that, the God, that the God of the universe was actually... Mm-hmm on my side advocating for me and because of his knowledge of me he was able to pray for me better than like if i asked you guys to pray for me right because right. i'd have to say okay this is what i need and i have to try to translate it and blah blah, blah. you know what i mean my words would get in the way but you don't have to do that when god himself is praying for you then it's like you skip the intermediate step mm-hmm. he already knows what you need That's right. And that's where um, the encouragement from Hebrews is so wonderful because it says, you know, Jesus had to be made like his brothers and sisters in every respect. Um, And that makes him the perfect great high priest for us. He knows because he was clothed in flesh. The God of the universe actually took on flesh to walk through everything and more that, that we have walked through. And so it is a deep encouragement to know that he knows us perfectly and he knows because he actually walked it out. Okay, so what about this? And there are a lot of people I'm thinking right now who are listening to this conversation and think, wait a second, you're saying that Jesus is praying? You're saying that the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is praying? Why would Jesus and the Holy Spirit pray? They're God. What are those prayers like? Where does that go to? How does that yeah. work? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's when, you know, my pastor was preaching a sermon series. I can't remember which one it was, but a while back, and he was talking about the intercession of Christ. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about Jesus being at the right hand of the Father. Um, And I remember sitting there thinking, what? (laughs) I've never thought about this. This is mind blowing. And so it kind of caused me to go um, to the word of God and and just be looking out for this as I was reading. And we have this amazing, um, peek into the heart of Christ for us in heaven in John 17. So Jesus is, um, it's right after um, the supper with his disciples. He's just washed their feet and he's going to the cross. He's going to do the hardest thing that anyone has ever done or will be asked to do. And he spends time praying for his disciples. And then he says, for all those who will believe. 
through my word. So that that's us. Um, and so I think we have a pretty uh, reliable framework here for what the son of God is praying for us. And um, he's not praying for us because his work on the cross or through the resurrection was ineffective, but because um, it's applying the work of the cross and the resurrection. And he prays for us because we're not going to make it on our own strength to glory. We need him to carry us all the way home. We're talking to Kristen Witherell. She's a wife, mom, and author of Humble Moms and Fight Your Fears. And we're talking about something, John, that that question you asked, it really is a good question. And it's a mystery. I don't think we can answer why it is that Jesus, who is God, is praying for us to, I mean, that, that's a little bit of like a metaphysical, mm-hmm. like, is, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck in a cycle here. Right. Um, I, so I don't know what it is other than to say that it's a thing. It's a real thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe it's the eighth chapter of Romans where it says that That's the right. Holy Spirit prays for us, for us in groans when we can't, you know, we don't know what to pray for, or what our, mm-hmm. um, what to even ask. So what, what that, why that happens or what the mechanism of that is, is way beyond our understanding. So I guess I just, Kristen, comfort myself knowing that it's true and I don't mean to like be intellectually lazy about it. I hope that's not being intellectually lazy. I I just think it's just accepting the fact that there must be something here that's beyond my understanding. Oh, absolutely. It, the same thing for me. Um, it is hard to wrap your mind around. Um, I, I once heard someone say, imagine that you, that you knew that Jesus was praying for you in the next room. So, you know, how it works out is hard for us to wrap our minds around. But the fact, like you said, the fact that he is praying for me, that strengthens us. That strengthens us to want to obey him. That strengthens us to want to love our kids better or whoever it may be. Um, That is a strengthening ministry of God. I mean, the idea that Jesus is praying for us, if we could hear that, I've heard that before, Christian. When you hear sometimes you hear people pray powerfully or you hear people pray simply or humbly, Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it moves you. It does something to your spirit. It draws you in. It, you know, the best prayer, of course, stays with us and changes our attitudes, our behaviors, how we see the world, how we look at mm-hmm. the universe, how we see God. So <laughs> would it be while we're in heaven, when we finally one day reach heaven, that we would hear God praying for us? I mean, that's a good way to spend eternity if that would be the case. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes me think of um, when Jesus says to Peter, oh, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but, but I, have prayed, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And Jesus, like our prayers are so imperfect, you know, and, and that's why the spirit intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. But Jesus's prayers are perfect. I mean, it is his spirit, right? Who's interceding for us with groanings too deep for words. So I agree with you, John, like what a, what a wonderful thing mm. to know that Jesus is praying for me. Yeah. So the moms that are listening, Kristen, who are overwhelmed by their two-year-old or overwhelmed by their 20-year-old mm, yeah. or overwhelmed by their 40-year-old, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever it is, um, there's no point in parenting that I think you feel like, oh, I got this. Mm. <laughs> like I figured it yeah, out. Right. I think it's probably a lifetime of question marks. Right. Yeah. And to know, to know that at whatever stage you're in, to know that truly you're not holding yourself up. But you're being held up. You know, I think about my little two-year-old guy. Um, we were just on vacation in Arizona, and um, he was swimming in the pool. And he thought he, he thought he had that. You know, he was just bopping around. Little did he realize he's got a floaty on. And his mom 
is holding him up. He didn't realize that. And so even when we feel like we are so weak and our faith is so weak, um, the good news is, sister, you are being held up by a Savior who is much stronger than you are. And that's the good news of the gospel. We can't save ourselves. But Jesus, Jesus can, and he does. So take a second then, Kristen, and talk about humble moms. Is that it? I mean, you don't meet many proud moms, do you? Because it's no. so complex. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's definitely a contradiction in terms, you know, or I should say a, a paradox. You know, mothers are, are they, they must be humble because it's a humble work. Um, yeah, humble moms is a journey through the gospel of John, looking at the humble heart and work of Christ through his whole gospel. Um, because what moms need above everything else, above, you know, a full night of sleep or, um, obedient kids or whatever it may be at the end of the day, we need Jesus. We need a fresh looks at him. We need to know who he is and that he is indeed serving us and that he's for us, that he's our life. Um, and it's just so easy to look to other things to attain that life, but they'll never give it. So I'm, I'm hoping that this book will be a place of rest for moms. That's Kristen Weatherill. Check out her books, Humble Moms and Fight Your Fears. Kristen, nice to see you again. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kristen. Our pleasure. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to regroup. Um, What about dogs in your life? You know, there are scientists who are studying the nature and behavior of dogs. What is that like? We'll talk about man's best friend next. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stogerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. I think we've all been sold the bill of online school. That, you know, you can do it online just as easily as you can do it in person. Same thing. Right. It's the same thing. Same I mean, quality. You, can get, you can access the same teacher. You can access the same experience. It's really fine. We all know that's not the case. Right. There's a huge difference being in person in a room with other individuals and doing something digitally. So during the COVID pandemic, I look at my own kids and I think of the things that they missed out on. And I'm not just talking about classes. I'm saying, okay, I had one uh, child who was an athlete who, you know, the entire NCAA sports schedule got upended. I have another child who's involved in music and all those music performances got completely cut. I'm happy to tell you that over the last three, four months, I just feel like we're coming up You know, out of this horrible haze we've been in, I've been able to see sporting events and I've been able to go to live concerts. And it just reinforces in my mind how important those extracurriculars are when you're talking about choosing a school for your child. Because community matters. So if you're thinking about next semester, next year, 
look at Grove City College because face-to-face, in-person, Christian men and women gathering together with an education, with a strong faith perspective, there's nothing like Grove City. Look online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College, in person. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 44. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 65. Tomorrow night, occasional rain and drizzle, low 58. For Saturday, we'll see a passing morning shower. Otherwise, clouds breaking for some sunshine. We'll reach a high Saturday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Last weekend, I went to visit family in Virginia, and I saw my sister, and my sister has a dog, Brody, and Brody has spent time, like extended time, we dog sat, Brody. Yeah, I remember Brody. Yeah, uh, who I just love. He's a really sweet, good-natured, he's a big dog, and uh, walked in the house, (laughs) and all of a sudden, it's kind of funny, Brody's like, his, um, his eye... The dogs have eyebrows. Yeah, his yeah. eyebrows kind of like arched upward, like he recognized me. Like, hey, I surprised him, and he ran over to me. It's that probably been so great. I, I loved it. It was probably five or six months since I've last seen Brody, but I—he's just a really super sweet, super smart dog. He recognized me, and then was like by my side, like the three, four days that I was. That there. is so wonderful. Very interesting. So I'm reading a piece about thinking about how dogs think. And what I take from all this is that there are very few, you think of an all of academia, right? All the universities around the world, there are very few people who study dogs in an academic setting full time Mm -hmm. and try to get into the physiology and the psychology of the relationship between dogs and humans and how dogs, of course, because they're not human, they think totally different than we are. And what does that look like as dogs think? How could you even determine that? Well, through laboratory studies. I mean, there's an, uh, this article, as I said, in the Washington Post, thinking about how dogs think. And, of course, now there's a small group of scientists maybe about 20 worldwide. And of course, as you might imagine, there have been recently college courses designed to bring dog clinicians into focus. What is it to get like, you know, your PhD in dog therapy or dog thought or dog, this is what a dog's life is. Um, It requires, as you might imagine, lots of study, lots of thought, lots of trial and error on, you know, what is how does a dog's nose differ from your nose and what does a dog learn okay so the so the physiology i can imagine but it's not like you can have you know rover tell us how you feel about this rover does that i mean you can't your your way of of gaining data is pretty limited it's trial and error right trial and error over many many years 
And of course, the psychology of it all is very interesting because more often than not, we tend to think as much as we love our animals, that our dogs or our pets are thinking along the same lines we are. Right. Which, of course, nothing could be further from the truth. They're not they're not human. They don't have these experiences, these, you know, innate things. So how we look at dogs, how they learn, how they think about us, totally different. All, All that to say, I only bring this up because. I think about dogs an awful lot because you love dogs. Then you think, you know, you know dogs, but we know very little truly uh, about who they are as species. Okay, so listen to this. I was uh, out on a walk earlier today, and I went, uh, rounded a corner, mm-hmm. and a dog was in the front yard of a house. I don't know the dog. I don't know the people who live in the house. Was he and he started barking. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped to talk to the dog because I yep. always do that because you want to have a conversation with the dog. Is he tied up? The, the dog was tied up. But the dog just kept barking, didn't make eye contact with me, mm. kept barking. And I was like, okay, forget it. Yeah. That's, I mean, so I don't know if that's the dog or it's the fact that nobody in the family looks at the dog and talks to the dog. You know, there's that kind of – but with both of my both of my cats – I mean, I don't have any dogs. But both of my cats, I speak to them and I look in their eyes. Oh, yeah. And they look right back at me. Right. So there is like a connection there that I try to maximize every day they've been alive. And I feel like that's, you know, Hugh Ross, who's a a physicist who joins us on the show regularly, also is very interested in animals. And one of the things he's talked about with the created order is that God has designed humans and and animals together such that if they are interacting one with another, that the capacities of both will increase. Hmm. So a dog who lives with you, John, in a actual relationship is going to develop greater abilities and skills and awareness than a dog would have that was just roaming outside that didn't have a relationship right. with a human. And knowing you and how much you loved your dogs, your dogs changed you also, right? Yes. They changed your awareness, your understanding, your perceptive, whatever it is. And I think that that's a really cool, like, symbiotic relationship to contemplate with animals is that when we treat them with respect and we recognize that we are in charge of them, right? Like, your dog can't run your life. Your cat can't run your life. We're in charge. That's how God made it. But there has to be a relationship or why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, it's funny because in thinking about this – Right. I mean, um, there's been oftentimes reports of there are remember we talked about the dog that people didn't know if it was a dog or a wolf. Oh, a dog, a dog or, or a coyote. coyote. Yeah. Right. So you think about, you know, in the nature of who we are as human beings and all the thousands and thousands of years that dogs roamed in packs and of course still do, until they were finally domesticated and brought into our lives we've broken the chain somehow. I mean, the fact of the matter is worldwide, most dogs are still wild. Right. I think, you know, only probably mostly in the West do we have dogs as pets. And that's a tiny, tiny percentage of dogs that are alive. Mm-hmm. So still, I mean, to look at domesticated animals versus wild animals and the thought process or not between right, those between two them. and how that okay, works. Okay, so think, do you ever think about this? This is just wondering. New heavens and the new earth, right? Our future, Will we have? Will we be able to have relationships with wild animals, with bears or lions or giraffes or you know what I mean? Without fear, I mean the lion will lay down with the lamb, yeah. right? 
So if lions aren't hunting lambs anymore, hopefully they won't be hunting us. Like <laughs> not in heaven. Yeah. I, I, I think about what that relationship would be like. Do you ever think about that? Yes. And I don't have an answer, right? And this too shall be revealed. I mean, the complexity of what's going to happen and the beauty and perhaps the simplicity as well of when we enter into the heavenly realm, all that revealed, boy, is that something to look forward to? Oh my gosh. Okay. Last thing, Christy, do you feel like you know what Milo's thinking? Um, Sometimes when he's barking at me. Oh, he's barking. Yeah. He's trying trying to get his point across. Yes. All the time. Or when he, uh, he does a side take, he won't look at me. I know he's being in his sassy mode, and I call him chorizo in that moment. Spicy sausage. Spicy sausage dog. He is. He is. He's a little spicy one, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I love Milo so much. Oh, my God. Okay, let's step away. When we do come back, it's our weekly feature of the week in review. What was everyone talking about? A conversation that made you think. What did you eat? What did you watch? Straight ahead on the ride home, Friday edition. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. Always new music from Chris Tomlin. Thank God for Sunday morning from Cochran and Company. And Hymn of Heaven from Phil Wickham. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to $2.5 million. That's right, $2.5 million. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans and absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment properties, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now 800-940-7998. That's 800-940-7998. 800-940-7998. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for license insurance and restrictions or visit cashcallmortgage.com. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from doing it right. Doing it right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly 
care for God's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? From my perspective, everyone was talking about the Airbnb shooting on the north side and the death of the two 17-year-olds. That's what I said as well. What was a conversation that made you think? I had lunch with my friend Bob yesterday. Bob's 80 years old. He told me the story of 1963. He was playing for the University of Pittsburgh football team when he broke his nose during a play. They were at USC, University of Southern California. They were wearing white jerseys. Bob said that the coaches left him in the game. His nose continued to flow. He said he was on the field for an additional 10 to 15 plays all the while while his nose was like just exploding with blood. Finally, the only reason they took him out of the game was because he created a penalty. It was a holding call on Bob. They pulled him out of the of the game. He sat on the bench till the end of the game. And at the end of the game, his jersey was incredibly blood-covered. 1963. Things have changed a little bit in college sports since then. Wow, that is a conversation that makes you think. Yeah, it did. Wow. Okay, the conversation I picked was uh, today at 410. What? Yeah, we had Stu Fuhlendorf on talking about... Um, his life as a Wall Street trader and his really interesting conversion experience and um, the years since kind of combining uh, a rigorous examination of the scriptures with an intellectual heft and a lot of learning and a lot of study um, in the Reformed tradition and also really kind of exploring how experiential his his conversion was, how it was like... a lot. It was a feeling. It was an experience. It yeah. wasn't just something that he read about in a book. It wasn't cool. like he was just intellectually converted. He was completely converted. I, I thought it was a fascinating conversation. I did too, so yeah. If, you, Very if you didn't hear it today, check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast. The Ride Home with John and Kathy was today at 4.15. What did you eat? We've been going through like sort of like the end of the season freezer stuff. Like my wife makes sauce at the beginning of the season. So she's got like, you know, containers of sauce. Anyway, the other day she pulled out parsnip and white bean soup. Man. How was that? Oh, off the charts. It was fabulous. It had like this super buttery taste to it. Parsnip and white bean. I loved it. I don't think I've ever purchased a parsnip. Mm, Really? I, if I fell over one, I wouldn't be able to recognize it, yeah. but my wife knows it and she cooks it. Okay. Thank goodness, Rhonda. Since I don't have a kitchen in my house, I was very fortunate to be invited along with the rest of my family to my niece Meg's house. Mm. And uh, Meg, uh, because she loves to bake and because she had a great connection to my dad, who's her grandfather, um, she uh, is committed to sourdough bread. And she made sourdough rolls, John, oh, that were oh, out really? of hand listen when i tell Mm. you they were out of hand and here was the best part not only was the sourdough great the crust was great but they were rolled just a little bit rolled in italian sea salt that sounds fabulous so when you put the butter on and you took the bite it was like it was just a little bit salty were they warm oh my gosh they came out of the oven they were warm they were epic what did you watch John, are you back to watching since the end is over? I am, slowly, although I've watched not a whole lot. I've watched several things. 
two things of which I instantly regretted as I was watching it, <laughs> which made me remember why I, you know, was choosing not to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm better off not watching. However, I did watch something, the Harry Chapin documentary called When in Doubt, Do Something. Okay. Harry Chapin was one of those singer, songwriter, sort of like storyteller extraordinaire. Long songs. Cats in the Cradle, right? I hate that song. Taxi. Oh, Cats in the Cradle is a cultural, like, touchstone. Every dad who hears that song goes, oh, please don't let that be me as a dad. Anyway, a great story, philanthropist, a, a, a bit of a wild man, passed away violently in a car wreck in uh, 1978. But man, what a guy who was focused tremendously on world hunger and the work that he did around okay. world hunger. Really great story. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I will say that now that severance is over and mm. I'm in, I'm in a, a period of, of dark depression until season two emerges, um, I went back and with my husband started to watch what I think is the greatest British police show ever called Line of Duty oh. in six seasons. Uh, we started back with season one. If you really like a cop show, this is the show. I'm telling you. Line of Duty. It's available on BritBox. Um, it might be available on Acorn as well. I highly recommend it. Really? Um, it's it. Uh, yeah. It's just absolutely top shelf. All right. What are you reading? Oh, around that same vein of not watching television, I've also been reading about not watching television. <laughs> Who's it's sort of about like that? a bit of a muscle. The book is called Drowning in Screen Time. Uh, we had David Morrow with us, I don't yeah. know, six months or so ago. And while I was, you know, going through my Lenten fast of screens, I used that as a tool of encouragement and strength. And it gave me a better theological perspective of how I choose to what you know what I'm watching, what not to watch, and the good and the bad of it all, and the spiritual strength I have from not being engaged daily in front of the screens. That's okay, all, all right. Um, I'm reading Diddley Squat by uh, Jeremy Clarkson, which That's is the story, which is <laughs> which is the story of uh, Jeremy Clarkson buying a uh, one thousand. Or is a 2,000-acre farm? A very, very large farm. I think it's 1,000 acres. Um, and the show that is on Amazon Prime has gotten rave reviews because it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and this is the accompanying book. And apparently, you know, for many years, Jeremy has written a, um, a car um, article in the London newspaper on a weekly basis. And because during COVID there were, you know, he wasn't driving anywhere and he couldn't, you know, do the car pieces, he started writing about uh, life on his farm. And it just took off and all of those pieces put together are assembled in this book called Diddly Squat. It's wonderful. He's a terrific Excellent. writer. For those of you who are Jeremy Clarkson fans, who are Jeremy Clarkson fans, that will not be a surprise to you, but I suggest check it out. Fabulous. What hacked you off? Politicians. I mean, we expect politicians not to tell the truth, right? It just comes part and parcel. It doesn't matter whether it's a modern day politician or a politician from, you know, 500 years ago. But, you know, the latest uh, to hear about, you know, Kevin McCarthy and Marjorie Taylor Greene and their bold faced lies and then their refusal to admit that they were lying, it, despite overwhelming audio and visual evidence, you kind of go, can you trust anybody who's a politician? No, it just hacks you off. That's all. 
What hacked me off this week was, and hacked me off the last four or five weeks, every story of the Russian military targeting civilians is oh so, I, it, it is so reprehensible. It, it, like, it's intolerable. I cannot believe in this day that we are watching a military do that to civilians. And mm. I guess it shouldn't be a surprise because we, each one of us here who believe in Jesus and read the Bible, know that man at heart is lousy and needs redemption, and this is an example of it. Fabulous. What was the best news you heard this week? So while I was in Virginia, um, I, I bought an Easter present. Actually, it was, you know, it was just a present for my nephew, Ian, who's 11 years old, who doesn't know Roberto Clemente from Adam. So I bought him a Roberto Clemente jersey, and I got a tweet uh, from my uh, sister-in-law. She said, hey, uh, this is the first time in 11 years that Ian has worn the same shirt to school three days in a row. I dropped him off this morning, and one of his teachers said something to him about wearing the same shirt. <laughs> That's so great. That's good. So I Roberto. love that. Yeah, I love good. that. The best news I heard this week is uh, that Jesus was raised from the dead. Amen. I mean, that is the, that is the, it's not about your Easter egg or your ham mm -hmm. or your basket or whatever it is. That's the real truth of what we celebrate. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Hi. I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. 
Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. All right. I would say it's officially the weekend, right? Very nice. Very nice indeed. Okay, one of the things about doing the show, like, you know, now, 4 to 6, is that we miss kind of like, you know, the early bird kind of happy hour kind of thing, right? We were talking about this the other day. The, The spring gallery crawl is underway right now it started at 5 30 downtown 20 free events throughout the cultural district that will go on until i think uh 10 o'clock this evening so if you're downtown and uh, you know you're hanging out go part of the spring gallery crawl that's fun mm-hmm. also uh this is christy pompeii the exhibition at the carnegie science center christy's headed there tomorrow i am uh tomorrow 180 afternoon. artifacts all afternoon you'll be at the carnegie science center yeah can't wait. Any ki- Are the kids with you? No. Just you and your bestie? Yep. Just the bestie day. We're going to go see the movie as part of it and everything. That's Excellent. fun. Is so it the fun. IMAX? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the Duck Derby is taking place. The Steel City Duck Derby, benefiting partners for Quality Foundation, uh, begins at tomorrow. 5,000 rubber ducks on Lake Elizabeth in Allegheny Commons Park on the north side. Event uh Raises funds. And, I like uh, rubber ducks. Remember the big one? Oh, my gosh. I love that so fun. much. Uh, pull an all-nighter tomorrow night. There's a, another uh, gallery crawl that starts at um, 4 o'clock and goes until 2 a.m. So maybe, right. Christy, after the Carnegie Science Center, do the gallery crawl in Lawrenceville. That's a long day. Yes. And uh, let me see what else. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird is in town uh, with uh, Richard Thomas who plays Atticus Finch, uh, Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, the Benetton Center downtown. Richard Thomas, you know, John Boy. Oh, right. Okay, I right. was gonna. I couldn't think of how I knew that yeah. name. Good night, John Boy, right? Yeah, I, I never liked the Waltons. You never liked the Waltons? No, but I never... What was I was, wrong? I didn't really get it. I, was, I love the Waltons. The Waltons you? Christmas is a really wonderful TV. No, like, listen, you told me about that. And I went back and rented it several years ago. It's totally dumb. <laughs> totally dumb totally dumb yeah i I love that show and if you watched it right now you'd be like wow this is totally dumb really i have fond memories of that yeah i know is that patricia neal memory just keep them there like where's when's dad coming home everyone's waiting for dad it's right yeah i guarantee everyone's kind of like is dad gonna make it home in time for christmas i promise i promise what you'd hate it Oh, geez, that doesn't all... mean you have to hate all the Waltons. I'm just okay. saying that that I think that maybe you've changed since then, since you watched it last. <laughs> all right, so this weekend, uh, Gladys Knight is also in town. What? She's. I think she will be pipless, uh, but she will be there. And um, my okay. husband and I are excited. Yeah. We're going to be in attendance because Gladys is uh, one of my top two favorite female vocalists ever. Excellent. I was not ever able to see Ella Fitzgerald live, mm. but I'm going to see Gladys Knight live. With my friend Eddie Jones, um, and Eddie. so we're going to have a terrific night tomorrow night. Where's that? Where's Gladys Knight? It's at the casino. What? What? You go to the yeah. casino? I've never been there. I've never been in the casino either. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Are you going to play any slots or anything? No, like absolutely no. not. Yeah, I shouldn't be trusted with any of that. 
Yeah. It's be like one of those Twilight Zone episodes where the slot machine kind of follows you around. Right. Yeah. Kathy Emmons in the casino. Yeah. Uh, you can have yourself a meal, though, right? They have good food there. I hope you have maybe like. Yeah, sure. We're going to eat and we're going to see Gladys, and I can't wait. Excellent. I don't think hey. they're going to have that at the casino. Probably not. Thanks for being with us. We are always appreciative of your presence here. Have yourself a, uh, a fun weekend. Please say your prayers. Give thanks and praise on Sunday. We'll see you Monday, God willing. Take care. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.